All right, guys. Mr. Week on the second week. Great start. Podcast two. We've got lots of stuff to catch up on. <laughs> Roll intro. Idiot from Northern Europe. We called a race with Queen Ten, honey. Idiot player. How do you like your top set? Well, right. well done. Nice intro. Thank you very much. Shall we start with uh, what Jojo got up to today then? Yes. I mean, yeah. um, like like I said in the in the last podcast, um, had had a couple of tournaments coming up. Um, I've played two tournaments since the last podcast, and uh, I've cashed both. Uh, one being the Summer Sizzler for uh, for for min cash effectively, and the other one being the twenty five twenty five in. Dundee this weekend, which uh, I managed to to get a nice little third place in. So, still still back on the third places. Still can't close. Still can't win a trophy, but um, moving in the right direction. And just for context, this was we're talking like an hour ago. <clears throat> yes, I've I've literally just just gotten gotten back. Played played day one yesterday on the Saturday, and then day two today on the Sunday. Um, and it was it was good fun. It was grueling. It was long hours, but um. Got got a nice got a nice payday. So here's an interesting question for me. So what what's the overwhelming feeling right now after that tournament? Because if I come third, it's always very mixed feelings. I mean, for me, it's always it always kind of depends. Like every tournament feels different. So like coming third, it obviously sucks. But um, just coming coming so close. But obviously, if if say I go into the final table like super short, then get like an early double and then manage to ladder up to third, I'm delighted. Yeah. But um but that was not unfortunately the case. this this tournament was not was not like this. <laughs> I uh with I think it was four four people left, I I had a uh, a lot of chips in play. Mm. Um I had like one point three million with two point eight million in play and uh managed to not at least come top two. That's actually quite sad. How much was the cash in the end? <clears throat> the cash in the end was around th- a total of around like three point eight k with all like additional vouchers, etc., etc. So you get to do some like additional tournaments for free, isn't it? But just for that one. Yeah, so basically it's, it's three k in cash. Then I won a ten pound last man thing for like a GUKPT seat. Mm-hmm. Um, so like five hundred and sixty pounds in vouchers and that, and then since the tournament overlaid and it's a Grosvenor tournament, um, all overlays are paid out in vouchers. So um, I got three k in cash and then two hundred and fifty pounds in vouchers. Um, which is a pretty good day still. And then and then vouchers in the last man. So I think I got like just under three k in cash and then just over eight hundred in vouchers. So happy days. It's pretty good. Is it true though that you could have potentially gotten more? Because you were potentially going to ask to discuss numbers as soon as fourth place bust, and then you bust the next time. I mean, I'm I'm not I'm not sure I would have because I feel like I. It's it's hard to say because I hadn't actually like I hadn't even thought about numbers yet simply because I hadn't stacked my chips from knocking out the guy in fourth. Uh, so and then and then by then I was already out, so it it all went quite quickly. Yeah, no, basically just two big flips uh, cost me cost me a, a higher finish. Um, one being pretty standard in my opinion, and then one being somewhat bad on my part. But 
mistakes happen, you live and you learn, and I still got four figures for it. So happy days. Yeah, and this this was another topic we had to discuss was that you then came home obviously a bit disappointed that you think maybe you made a mistake that cost you a bigger cash. Yes, so and your parents think you're a maniac because you won three k and you look sad about it. I mean, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say the thing about maniac. But I'm come home and I'm like, oh, really happy for you, one, one, three k is it? Is it? I'm like, I'm like, I sound cheers. <laughs> and then like, I, I mean, that was my mom. And then my dad comes around the corner. It's like, oh, like well, well done. Like I'm, I'm glad to hear it was worth it. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, cheers. And then, and then like a half hour later or so, they just see me like because because I hadn't eaten all day just because it was grinding. So I was sitting there just like having dinner. And they're like, um, they're like, aren't aren't you uh, aren't you, are you disappointed? <laughs> and I was just like, yes. And they're like, why? And I'm like, well, I feel like I made a mistake, and I could have made more money if I hadn't made that. And then they're like, oh, fair enough. But you've won three k, and I was like, yeah, talk to me again tomorrow, and I'll probably be happy about it then. Yeah, it's the kind of thing where you you want to sleep. You want to sleep over it, and in the morning I'll be like more accept or more open to learn from from what I perceive to be a mistake that cost me yeah uh, a bigger payday. But um, in the end, it's like you have to run good to come to to run deep in a tournament, and um, uh, like I I know deep down I I can't complain too much because I I did have some good fortune and some bad fortune in in the tournament. One 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 of one of my uh, like, or two, two, two standout moments, for for instance, where it just shows that all balances out it was um from today anyway. Like ignore ignoring day one, um, I had th- I had a phase like three consecutive hands where I doubled up a shorty, yeah, which is like half my stack. For the second, for the second two times I got it in the head, and then and then on the basically final table bubble. I got in with ace five against ace jack and effectively flop him dead. So like, yeah, it evens out eventually. Like the run good and the run bad. So I I, I can't complain. Mm-hmm. It's just nice to have a, a decent run in like tournaments. I think I think in August alone I've cashed for like seven k in tourneys. So that is very good. Um. Anyway, yeah. No, it's just it's just so tilting because twenty. 19 is by absolute far my best tournament year um of my of my career um like i've, I've yeah no i've, I've cashed over like 10k already so it's it's nice to get some like I'm, I'm pretty sure it's also the like the best year in terms of just number of results and like sure i'm playing more but still like that includes like the daily documents and like the local casino etc um mm-hmm. Like it's it's just nice to have a decent run, except none of this is being published on Hendon, so it just looks like I'm <laughs> oh. an idiot. Because GDPR just means like nothing's getting published anymore. So like this is my best year, and I just can't I can't I can't load up my Hendon mod page and just like look at it and be happy. Hang on, for for context for me this who is... never plays tournaments, what the hell did all that stuff you just said mean? I know about Hendon mob and. Don't even get me started about results not being on there because they spelt my name wrong. <laughs> How can you get Sam Clark wrong? Because they tried to go oh, ambitious. E, Wait, is it with an E or without an E? It's Sam. No, yeah, the Clark is with no E, but they went for Samuel, and right. some mouth breather thought Samuel was actually Samuel. 
Like I'm some weird. <laughs> okay, you do you do know you can get that changed, right? You just have to email the hand and not. Well, they'll be hearing what about it. Okay, one of so... our friends actually, uh, one of our friend's sister who works in a bank said, as a poker player, it's very good to have your results published on hand and not because it makes it less seemingly like you're trying to wash dirty money. I mean, it makes sense. So, yeah. So I had an issue with the Hippodrome Casino in London that tried to withdraw uh, too much, they said. Um, my daily limit, and when I said I play poker, they asked to see my head and mob. I think I have 50 quid worth of cash in it, so <laughs> well they refused and do not let me and have like now forbid me to withdraw from my card from there. That's a shame about the Hendon Mob. Sam, you had something to talk about as well, didn't you? Yeah, speaking of Grosvenor and GUKPT, uh, I actually have had the first breakthrough, or two, uh, with my YouTube channel stuff. Uh, part of why I started it was to get towards eventually being sponsored and getting on live streams and that kind of thing. That was one of my motivations for starting it. And on the same day last week, I woke up to two messages, one of which was from a Grosvenor representative saying that he would buy me into their main event in Leeds for 560 as a free roll if I make a vlog about it as kind of free promo for them. Um, so that's going to be good. He's going to try and get me on a feature table, which should be really easy and good to make a video out of. And then obviously any, any winnings I take, I get to keep. Not feeling too confident based on uh, my level of tournament experience, but we'll see. And uh, and then this another message inviting me to Bratislava for a cash game festival in Slovakia, uh, where they want me on a couple of live stream cash games and commentary, which would be pretty sweet. Sounds like sounds like the the daily uploads um, were worth it. Yeah. Um, Speaking of which, what happened to them? I went to Newcastle and couldn't <laughs> keep keep them going. Um, this is this is a part of why I started this thing today with the uh, bankroll challenge thing is that I'll be able to go on and play for a couple of hours, make a video out of it really quickly, and sort of have a backlog saved up where I'll be able to upload them, set them, just schedule them to go when I'm going on holiday and stuff. So yeah, that's smart. What what if we gave you some tournament? coaching um, at this point i'm super skilled in coming third i mean that's better than coming out being out in like the first hour which is my expertise level i mean gkpts are like like the structure is just so fucking good if you um if you're out in the first hour it better be aces versus aces <laughs> <laughs> fair enough all right, I want to at least get through day one, to be honest. I'm just going to be really disappointed if I don't get through day one. Easiest way to do that is register <laughs> day two. <laughs> right. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> you can literally I mean, just join in day two. Yeah, I don't want to do it short stack, though. I'd rather, like, the deep stacked bit is where I will be able to play well. And then as soon as the stacks get shorter is when I'll struggle, I think. so. I mean, all, all I'm going to say is... Um, our our co-host of this podcast, uh, Geeks. Um, how how many GKPTs have you played before this year's? It was like three. I think it was two before this. And and he'd never made it past the six hundred big blind level. <laughs> Pretty good. That's correct. Is that like level three or four? But... 
Either way. E- either way, the, the day finishes at, I think, the 1.2k big blind level. So, I think it's 10 levels, and he's basically never made it past level 7 or something. <laughs> never made day 2. And then, and then 2019... He he managed he to finally make yeah. day two. Yeah, he might proud of you, man. Finally managed to make day two by uh, just buying straight into it for seventeen big points. <laughs> well played. I mean, can I just say I was on stream and I absolutely uh, spun it up. Nice. And then got shafted straight after. But at least I was going to say how much? Stream. How much did you cash for? I mean, that, that's funny though because I spun spun my stack up on stream as well. Um, if if anyone cares, like one one of my stream hands from right at the start of my stint on the feature table is featured in uh, Sam's YouTube channel. So happy days! It is indeed. Go watch. And at the end of that video, I mentioned saying something along the lines of, "I want to get on a live stream like this by the end of this year." And it was the day after that video went up that the guy from Grosvenor messaged me. So, what? And you're not you're not even going to give me a piece for like giving you this hand. <laughs> I don't know, maybe someone sent it to him because of that, or maybe he was just watching anyway, and then it triggered him to message me, I'm not sure. I mean, um, like like I said to you earlier, Sam, uh, with with my vouchers, I might, I might head up to Leeds as well. De- debating whether to, to go Leeds or Blackpool, um, but but very tempted to play another GUKPT yeah. at the end of the year. And obviously then you get to be in the vlog, just officially. just trophy hunting? It's not just because I'm trophy hunting, but I mean, like, I have, I have the, um, I have the vouchers, and it just seems like a bit of a waste to just play deep stacks with them. The listeners know about the bet, by the way. Okay, so the bet is basically um, gigs left the UK for Asia in uh, in May of this year, and uh, when he left, I asked him because because I said uh, I, I I'm quite sad because I don't have. A, poker trophy like lots of lots of people i know have trophies in poker even geeks somehow yeah it was just sad so it was like what what odds would you give me um when when you leave the uk uh to within one year uh win a tournament that has a trophy attached to it and uh i I asked for odds and he gave me 20 to 1 seems fair um yeah that was a mistake so 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 i put so i put 100 on it and um, <clears throat> ever since then, have have been grinding tournaments. The only the only terms and conditions really are um, obviously I have to win a trophy, and uh, the buy-in of the tournament has to be over a hundred pounds or hundred pounds and over. It was hundred plus. That's where the the one hundred pound summer sizzle are counted. Well, I'm seeing um, I'm seeing a loophole here already. What's the loophole? Well, do you want to have a heads-up game for hundred pounds each? I'll bring a trophy and give me a grand. There's a trophy. It's a hundred pound buy-in. I, mean, <laughs> I don't see I... the issue. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's not go down this, <laughs> lads. For for, <laughs> for for what it's worth, I I'm a, I am a man of of honour. So as tempting right. as that offer is, Sam. <laughs> Maybe um, I shouldn't have said it right in front a of him. Terrible person. I mean, I hope I mean, you've I mean... a sponsor hears about this. <laughs> All all I'm gonna say, Sam, is and this this might this might hurt your feelings, mm. but I want I want a trophy that has like at least some level of prestige attached to it. Wow. And beating you heads up really doesn't give a trophy that. Oh wow! Holy that one cow cut deep. <laughs> Are you gonna take that, Sam? 
I'm, well, I'm not going to let him win anymore at this heads-up match. <laughs> I was going to let you win before. In this imaginary heads-up game. And now I'm just going to give you an absolute game. smackdown and then take the trophy and laugh. <laughs> no 2K for you. <laughs> and then run out of there with the trophy that I brought myself. <laughs> oh, God. But yeah, basically, I still have till next May to win, to win a trophy. Um... To to collect my two K and it's quite it's quite sad because uh, a I came I came third in the deep stack like three weeks ago I think we three, established three four weeks ago and no um, that, yeah then then I realized deep stacks don't have trophies which was sad then so I played the the summer sizzler last week where um I cashed but I think I came twenty first so not really close to the trophy and then and then today effectively was uh, was very close. So so it's like, it's it's actually really sick though because I think like third was three k, second was like four and a half or something or like closer to five, and then first was seven and a half k, like including vouchers etc cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm. So basically, for like all of these tournaments, I just have two k added for first for myself. Yeah, it's actually quite sick. That's correct. Yeah, so the pay jump's even bigger. I mean, is it? Like, the pay jump between second and first is bigger. Like, everything else is just identical. But it's just... So, um, Geeks, tell us about, uh, tell us about your recent exploits out in, out in Korea. With your, with your high stakes 1k, 3k games. How, how have they been going? Uh, oh, um, well, I probably finished my last session today. And I worked out that in 50 hours, I made 600k while I'm up 600k, which is a grand total of 400 quid. That's an angle, man. You can't, you can't say a grand total and then say of 400 quid. I was going to congratulate you on your like, four-figure score because you've made a grand total. <laughs> and, then, and then, no, it's just a grand total of 400 quid. I know girls... <laughs> I know girls who, um, not personally, but I know of them, that sell nude pictures <laughs> online and they get 400 quid for each one. Oh my god, are you being serious? Not much. <laughs> yeah, maybe you should consider Very that much. as a career rather than poker because you're not really making any money. I mean, I worry for the people who pay for these services, but you know, that's another topic together. <laughs> yeah. these are, I mean, these are um, the people who don't play poker and therefore can afford to... Um, to pay for such services. <laughs> yeah, I mean, how much do you think average twenty-five-year-old person has? Well, I, when I was working like, full time with like bills and mortgages and everything, and I was on like an okay salary, well, I you like, had mortgages, like multiple. Well, one, I mortgage, and other bills, but I, I never had disposable <laughs> money. You, you had a mortgage. I have a mortgage. Yeah. Yeah, he's a. What? Yeah, yeah I have a house in Newcastle. I know, right? You own a house. Yeah. Oh my god, I, I don't want to talk. <laughs> yeah. You own the house. What the? What? Yeah, okay. I own a house. Anyway, so like with all the bills and everything, I never had any disposable income <laughs> until playing poker full time, and now what? I do. Okay, if you had no disposable income at all, then how did you start playing poker? Honestly, you, when did, I like, did you did you gamble with money you couldn't afford to lose, Sam? Yeah, I should. <laughs> you know, know when to stop. I needed one of those little leaflets to hand out in the casino. 
When when the fun stops, stop. Stop. Full stop. <laughs> but uh, no, like, I, 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 true story one time. So, like, I was probably when I was, like, just starting to be, like, a winning player. But I didn't have any money to, like, play with. There was a time when, like, it was, like, I think of it now as, like, the very start of the run-up up to me, like, getting to playing full-time. Because I had, like, a few different spells. I think a, a lot of people will do where they, like, start playing and then they win a bit of money and then they go on a downswing or whatever and then haven't got the money to keep playing or whatever. So that happened a few times. Uh, and the, the time that I started this time, I remember I had, like, minus 400 in my bank account and then I went and took out 500 to go and play 1-1. Highly respect that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> do not do this at home. Did, yeah, remind n- me again not recommended. You, remind me again how you got a mortgage in the first place. <laughs> well, it looked like I had a good secure job. Little did they know I was trying to quit it to become a gambler for a living. <laughs> Must be nice, but yeah. Oh god, yeah. I'm pretty sure I like a, I I would struggle to get a mortgage. Well, yeah, even yeah. I, I couldn't I'm... now, which is why even I'm... even if I had like. Even if I had like a good job, I think my credit rating is just absolute. Yeah, <laughs> downside of being like... a poker player. Indeed, indeed. Yeah, like I, I couldn't get one now. I couldn't just go and decide to buy a house now with even if I had like an insane deposit. They're gonna be like, "Show me your income," and I'm gonna get Poker Tracker opened up, and they're not gonna care. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's 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 quite funny actually that you that you bring this up. So um. Around this time last year, Geeks and I were were looking for a flat in Edinburgh. Like the two of us, the two of us were were flatmates for five months before he jetted off to Asia. And when we were looking for a flat, um, basically, because because we're both technically unemployed, playing playing poker full time, mm-hmm. um, we couldn't really provide any any proof of income. Uh, I I distinctly remember a couple of times <laughs> yeah, where we. Where we went for viewings, and um, they were like, "Also, oh, what do you do?" And uh, we b- both just looked at each other, and then Giggs would be like, oh, "Well, uh, we're unemployed." And then that obviously didn't go down that well. So then we're like, "We play poker," and then uh, and then like the people showing us around that went down even worse. It was like we'd, viewing we'd, we'd over. Be like, well, well, we'll we'd, we'd need to talk about that like later on. We're like, "Okay, what?" And then there was one which made us do an online application form for a flat. And um, when it came to the proof of like proof of income section, where you had to attach some files, I just left it blank because it was like they don't want to, like they don't care. Like I have nothing to, like I, there's nothing I can prove here. Yeah. Geeks took a screenshot of his graph <laughs> and attached it to the application. Sick flex. Guess, guess. Get <laughs> uh, guess whether or not we got the flat. I would guess you did not get the flat. Correct, we did not get that. So I got... That is a good guess. Yes. I got, like, the cheapest house share accommodation I could find when I was moving to Manchester. Um, so what I ended up having to do was... Because it was the same situation where they I said, like, I'm a poker player, I'm moving down here to do that. They were like, well, not in this household, you're not. So I had to get a guarantor, which uh, I didn't want to hit my dad with a double whammy of, uh, by the way, I'm quitting my stable, well-paid job, <laughs> moving to a different city further away from you, and going to be gambling for a living. Also, could you be guarantor, just in case it all goes tits up? So I didn't want to hit him with a double whammy, so what I actually ended up having to do was asking my friend from work, who had the same job that I was quitting, <laughs> to be a guarantor for me. 
after I'd just been bragging about how I'm going to quit. <laughs> well, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm glad it all worked. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I did consider sending, oh, yes. sending a graph. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, trust me, I'm a Christian. Sam, do you live with non-poker people? <laughs> yeah. So I'm like the only, I'm probably pissing them all off now. They're probably at work in the morning and I'm <laughs> loudly podcasting. I mean, in all seriousness, though, what, what's it like? Well, I just like never really see them. Because um, we're just on like literal opposite sleep schedules. Um, and like I, they all know what I do, but no more, they don't know anything about it, obviously. They just think it sounds cool. I think the general perception of when you tell people it's a, you're a poker player, they either think it's not a thing and you're a gambling addict or it's the coolest thing they've ever heard. That's It's like a really polarised thing. I don't know what your yeah, experiences I mean, are. Yeah, I mean, I find I've, it's it's weird because like recently, because obviously I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move, I'm, I'm living in London like this coming week. Yeah. So, so I've kind of, I've made an effort to like see some friends um like meet up say say my farewells effectively and it's it's amazing how like it's basically just a 50 50 split of people who think it's like really cool and then just the people who don't understand it at all yeah it's some people are open-minded about it and some just are they're just gonna think straight away that it's like a really bad thing and like you should just get a job and they're not gonna have their mind changed on it kind of thing yeah which I mean, I think a lot of people view it as C. Yeah, and like it's just gambling, which I mean it is, but yeah, with a bit more control, I guess. And I guess people don't realize like how much work goes into like studying to get good enough to be able to do it for a living and stuff, and that it is kind of like any. It's almost like being a professional sportsman or something, I guess. Which, if you told someone you were yeah, a footballer, the they wouldn't. They wouldn't not let you move into a rental. Um. But yeah, okay, Sam. Sam, what 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 tilts you in the pool? Because I've got a really good one for today. Oh, you, well, you go first. I I have like a whole load of stuff I need to get off my chest. Okay, so so basically, basically the guy the guy who came second in the tournament, the guy who knocked me out. Um, I basically started yesterday on day one. Um, at his table before I got moved pretty early on, but um, this guy has this thing does this thing that some pe- poker players do and it's just so unbelievably irritating. And it's the one where, Sam, you've never played on stream before, so you wouldn't know. <clears throat> Rude, but, uh, not, not, not even a needle, but it makes sense. So, well, I've done in two weeks, this might be helpful. <clears throat> I mean, they'll, they'll tell you anyway, but most, most uh, feature tables have like a little box where you put your cards. Mm-hmm. And they tell you to spread God. your cards. You, you you know where this is going, Geeks, right? I mean, I think I, I have a good idea. And and they tell you to spread your cards so like the cards are just like yeah, because there's like chips in them, other. right? Yeah, they're just next to each other as opposed to on top of each other, so the cards can be read properly. Yeah. Um, it's just this guy, and like it just tilts me so much when people do this. There's no feature table in sight. Like this is this is a completely non non covered event. If you- and and he still just puts his cards side by side, <laughs> and then just like moves them about as if they were on feature, and I'm just like, yeah, I oh, actually so, I didn't know, so, like I don't know if that's because I, yeah, I, do you know what I think that is? I bet that's inexperienced players 
who have seen a lot of poker like on TV and on live streams and they see the players doing that. So they will sit with the cards like that. Yeah, no, no, ab- that, that's absolutely what it is. But it's just, it's, uh, oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. And he busted you. Um, yeah. Uh, Sam, what tilts you at the poker tip? Oh, yeah, right, okay, where do we start? Um, so, while we're on the topic of tournaments, because everyone's been playing a few tournaments, um, I don't know if I mentioned on the podcast last time that when I was in Vegas recently, I played a lot of the like daily tournaments. There was like five a day in my hotel. Um, and they were all kind of like 20 runner tournaments, like 70 to $150 buy-ins. And they're kind of like just two table sit and goes and you play them out to a winner. So I'm playing like four or five of these a day. And just like the same, it wasn't the same person, but it might as well have been every day. Just like the, like an archetype player type, right? It would yeah. be like a 40 to 50 year old man who was like mm-hmm. a pleasure to be around at the table Nice, friendly guy. I'd be maybe chatting with them, talking about England or whatever. And then suddenly there would be five or six players left in the tournament and someone would suggest a chop, right? And this guy is suddenly on a warpath and thinks that anyone under 30 is like the spawn of Satan <laughs> because I, I didn't want to chop. He was super nice. Then you refused chop. Then he was not nice. Yes. But Actually, like speaking on this topic, I'll admit I always get peer pressure to chop. Yeah, I don't think I've ever not chopped when someone else. Oh, speak speaking of chops, gents, like thank God you brought this up. <laughs> Is um, I I recently qualified cash league final in uh, in Dundee, and honestly, that was <laughs> the biggest disaster I have ever <laughs> experienced. There was twenty people qualified. They collected, I think, just over, just under 2k. I don't remember exactly. Okay, so first first things first, this Cash League final is meant to kick off at 5pm. I mm. romp up at like half past 5. It was 5pm, late reg at quarter past 7. Um, oh, and on top of your stack, you're allowed two £20 add-ons for 10k each. To like boost the prize pool a bit. Yeah. Um, so I romp up at like quarter past half five. Four people are there playing. <laughs> Out of 20 that qualified. And they already want to chop. So, um, so I'm like, whatever. Sit down. Play five-handed. Then the guy, one of the guys at the table is like, this is totally ridiculous. Because we could all bust. They could romp up at like quarter past seven. And just, just chop it up. And there's nothing we can do about it. Which is actually a valid point. So someone, that point, someone could have like, just yeah, won actually, by that point. Is, we're like, this is this is um this is actually reasonable. So at this point a sixth person showed up. And then um basically we just stopped playing. Moved to a different oh, table. So you're gonna just pass the blinds. No, 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 move, move to a different table. Well, we effectively did, because the clock kept running, but we just got up, moved, and played cash till the end of late dredge. Of the 20 people that had qualified, nine people have shown up. So already, um, of, of the people that played cash, we were under the, the uh, expectation that late dredge ends, we chop up the money, 
And at that point, if we chopped it, we would have all just gotten 250 quid, stuck it on cash. Like, every, everyone was pretty much happy just to, like, play cash. Because one of, one of the arguments was, we're all cash players, none of us really want to play a tournament. This is 250 quid, just break back. And mm-hmm. we can just do what we want to do, which is play cash. Which is reasonable. Except, just before we got up and left... For the cash game, one of the people had stacked another guy, aces versus nine. So he <laughs> now had like significantly more chips than everyone else. And he refused to deal at the end of late reg. Lol. In the meantime, one of the other guys was always just like every five minutes, he'd be like, Why don't we just all chop it and stick <laughs> and just and just stick the whole thing on roulette? Great idea. I mean, I, and, I would rate it. And like, whilst 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 we were debating what to do, like every every five minutes, he was like, "I vote for the wheel." <laughs> I vote for the wheel. <laughs> but basically, this debate about the payouts just like went on and on. Nobody wanted to pay three. Nobody wanted to pay nine, and nobody wanted to put any money on wheel. Like, wasn't <laughs> that one wheel guy? <laughs> So what we ended up doing was we paid nine. We started playing. We're ninth, got like seventy quid, and first got like not that much. Got like seven hundred or something, if that. I went out in eighth because I was like, "Fuck this." Um. So I so I managed to get a five pound ladder. So I cashed for seventy five pound. Okay. Um, but I've literally never experienced anything like this before, and it was just an absolute nightmare. That just is a shambles. All okay. basically caused because one guy had knocked out another guy and didn't want to chop. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think I think it's it's time to wrap up with our bad beat stories of the week. Yep. All right, bad beat story of the week for me is completely unrelated to poker. Uh, other than I was leaving a casino in Newcastle as this happened. But my car's rear parking sensor has been playing up for a while. As in the boy who played wolf kind of situation. Um, so every time I start reversing, it just starts beeping, saying that there's something there. I would get out of the car because I couldn't see anything in the mirrors and there's nothing there. So I would just be ignoring it beeping, reverse where I could see it was clear anyway and drive away. Uh, so I try and pull out of this space in an underground car park uh, at the casino. It starts beeping as it had been for a while. I can look in the rearview mirror, I can't see anything. Turns out there was like a four foot tall bollard behind the car, crashed straight into it, nearly ripped the bumper off my car. But uh, the only positive nice about stop. this well. is that it actually fixed the rear parking center. <laughs> so now when I reverse, it only actually beeps when there's stuff there. But now there's a big hole in the bumper. <laughs> so you win some, you lose some. <laughs> Silver lining. Yeah. We'll, we'll wrap this up. I'll try and edit this tomorrow and uh, yeah, get it out. All right. Outro. He knows if he flops a set, it could be a big payoff. I don't do handshakes, people. <laughs>